Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. And here's your friendly reminder that spring break is next week for many students. So why don't you go ahead and plan a little getaway over at visitmississippi.org. And if you're at your computer or streaming good things on your phone, then head on over to supertalk.fm slash watch. You'll see I am joined on this International Women's Day with Staff Sergeant Shelby Constancio. Did I get it right? I've been practicing your last Constancio. name. Constancio. Constancio. Okay. Well, I knew I'd mess up yes. something, so let me get that out of the way. That's okay. <laughs> but she is the Mississippi. Many people know me by squirrel. Oh, I can I can work with that. Are you okay with squirrel? I'm good with it. Okay. Yes. Well, you are the first female in the Mississippi National Guard as a cavalry scout. Did I get that right? Yes, cavalry scout. And there's a there's also a short like, for it. What's the nickname for it? Or cab scout or cab scout? You've shortened it. Cab scout. Cab scout. See? These nicknames and these short things, they really work for me uh, well, Squirrel. That feels weird, but you said it was okay. <laughs> so first, congratulations, though. I think this is a really cool honor. It's a, It um, shows that you, your dedication to not only the Mississippi National Guard, but to set goals and sort of go and achieve them. But first, just explain to us what a Cab Scout is. Like, what is the mission or what do you do in that position? Okay, so the primary role of a Cav Scout is reconnaissance. They are typically one of the first in a designated area. Um, they gather enemy information through patrolling, observing, listening, out on posts, just giving real-time information to assist in a commander's uh, decision-making skills during a mission. So what extra training would you have gone through to sort of go above and beyond maybe the, the, the entry level Mississippi National Guard training to have to, to then be able to do Cab Scout? Um, we would need, I had to actually go through different levels of training regarding how to identify roads, bridges, uh, when to maybe detonate some explosives, what kind of enemy equipment, vehicles, or even ammunition identification, things that aren't typically learned in the basic training aspect. 
How do you practice? Do you have flashcards? Do you go on Google Maps and sort of test yourself? Or you put, I'm sure the military puts you through plenty of like rigorous training, but I'm thinking like, how do you study for that? Or how do you, you know, create those memory maps in your head? Or is it just a skill that just comes with the territory? So actually being a Cav Scout and learning those specific traits, uh, it is a, uh, a specialization that if you don't practice, you lose it. And to study for that, we had flashcards, PowerPoints, Google did help. Uh, we spent time working as a group, just going over those things and racking our brains and throwing one another off on well, this is what this looks like, but it's about the same as something else. Well, I'm glad you mentioned a group, Staff Sar- Sergeant Shelby, Squirrel. I'm going to get comfortable with it, I promise, um, because okay. you had to also work with pre- predominantly males because it wasn't until, I think, 2015 that females in the military were even um, able to go out for a Cab Scout. So what's that like sort of Correct. coming into, you know, a, a, a historically man's sort of group or or you know world it was quite the experience only because i've had a dream to have a combat arms mos or job since i was 16 and that was in 2003 so being able to come back into something that i've always wanted to do was above and beyond expectation I'm curious, this specific position, you mentioned in your video that the National Guard put out, which was beautifully done, they can find it on Super Talk's Facebook page, as well as the National Guards, that you had dreamed about being in the military when you were like 15 or 16, and even saw yourself maybe in one of the higher up, then not open to women positions. So I'm curious, um, who inspired you to even, or what inspired you to even enlist in the military to begin with? I have a legacy of military family. Um, my grandfather was special forces. I have a cousin who is still living, was the first Congressional Medal of Honor recipient for Vietnam and special forces. Uh, Colonel Roger Donlin, he lives in, in the Fort Leavenworth area. And just knowing that they've done so much, I wanted to do just that. And that you have done, and it is International Women's Day, which is is a national day to sort of highlight women that are doing extraordinary things, which is so cool to me that we get to talk to one of Mississippi's own. If you're just tuning in to Good Things, we have Staff Sergeant Shelby Constanzio, who is the first female for the Mississippi National Guard (laughs) as a Cav Scout. I'm not going to try that word twice. I'm going to go with the nickname there, Cav Scout. And I think this is, you know, it's. I love the quote that you have to see it to be it. But then you didn't see it and still got to be it. But when you heard the release of the ability for women to sort of achieve those higher ranks, I mean, was this like circled target on your to-do list, this specific job? Yes, absolutely. So what happens next? Do you make like a now now the goal is like possible. Do you just go back to your room and start to make your three-year, five-year? Because that was 2015, so it's taken five or six years for you to reach this point. Did you have a five-year plan to get you here in 2021? 
Actually, no. Um, I didn't really have a time frame. I just knew I wanted to achieve it with being a traditional National Guard soldier and having a civilian career. Going into another job kind of was difficult only because I had to plan through work. But we ended up being mobilized and deployed to Kuwait with the brigade that went. And so that put a little time extension on achieving the goal. Um, but once I became full-time with the National Guard, it just fell right into place. It fell right into place, and it feels like that you are made for this position or made for this place. I know, again, you've mentioned that you went above and beyond to make sure that your male counterparts thought that you could pull your own weight. I mean, it is what it is. It's the reality of the first time, you know, Mm -hmm. females getting to step into certain roles. There are people who are skeptical and maybe rightfully so in some of the positions. So what did you do? Was it physical strength that you made sure that you were, you know, equal with the males? Was it mental agility? Was it your flashcards? What was it that you sort of made sure that your your team there, the group that you had to work with, knew that you could, you know, you could go toe-to-toe. So I understand that my physical makeup, my body makeup is different than a male's. So, yes, I did train physically. I know that I have the mental capability of achieving these things. But what I did do is harness the strengths that I do have and combated the weaknesses by knowing how to kind of leverage towards being uh, attainable or achievable to whatever task that I had to complete. For instance, working in one of the vehicles, a lot of the equipment is a lot heavier for a smaller built female. I can use different vantage points by adjusting and putting things in different directions to put where they need to go. Instead of muscling everything in, I just use my mental capabilities to push through that. Well, I think that's awesome. What would you say to young girls who may look at the Mississippi National Guard as a career opportunity or path in life or the military in general? So I have four young daughters. And the one thing that I tell them, because I know that they have thought about a career in the military, is that don't let what is in front of you scare you. If you know that you are physically, mentally, spiritually even capable of achieving that goal, go for it. Because if somebody tells you you can't, that should just feel the fire to push you to know that you can. Amen to that. And that goes for any young woman. Totally. Amen to that. I have to ask Staff Sergeant Shelby Constanzio, how did you get the nickname Squirrel? When I was in high school, we would do SWAT competitions with our Marine Corps JROTC, and we had to run obstacle courses with our recon team. When I ran the course by myself, they were like, she ran that like a squirrel. Love it. And that's where it I is. knew there was a story to that, and your story is inspiring, and thank you for your time today on Good Things on International Women's Day. Thank you so much, too, for your service. We appreciate that and all that yes, the ma'am. Mississippi National Guard is doing. So kudos to you. But stick with us. We've got more good things coming up next.
DNS Diamonds is having a post-market clearance with savings up to 50% store-wide. This Thursday and Friday only, DNS Diamonds will offer significant discounts on our current inventory because we need case space for all the new merchandise arriving daily. From stackables to pearls, from bracelets to 14-carat earrings, you'll find significant savings throughout the store. DNS Diamonds post-market clearance is Thursday and Friday where you'll save up to 50%. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood. Hey, Tom, looks like you're a few guys short today. Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits. You should call New Care MD. They offer full-service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same-day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact New Care MD at NewCareMD.com today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there will be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. This month, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of our first year in business. My wife, Jane, never misses a chance to remind me how bad my timing was to open a retail gun store right at the start of a global pandemic. But thanks to many of you, we've had a great year. Plus, we've made a lot of new friends. We have ammo arriving daily, and you will find our prices to be the lowest in the area. We'll be offering specials all month to celebrate me proving my wife wrong. So I hope you'll come see us. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things wants to remind you that there are some great things to do in Mississippi. 
We've got plenty of unique places to visit. So why don't you take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Now, I hope you went to our new website, supertalk.fm, where you could watch our last guest here on Good Things. If not, you can still go and click to listen or watch or catch just about every show on demand. You can also get exclusive Mississippi news from the Supertalk Mississippi news team. Basically, everything you've ever wanted Supertalk-wise is now all in one place. And that is supertalk.fm. And I thought we'd start Monday with a little bit of fun trivia, Mississippi trivia. I didn't know this. And as an alum of USM, I found it on USM's uh, Facebook page. But have you seen the new coming to number two America movie yet, Rhino? It is the sequel to the 1988 hit film Coming to America, T.O. I, I have seen it, and I know this is good things, so I will be nice, but it I, was uh, it was not nearly as good as the first one. Which we could go down a huge rabbit hole here on Good Things if we wanted to about movies that were either better, which is rare. That would almost be a shorter list to share a sequel that trumped the first or was equal to the first. Yeah. Um, and then the much longer list would be the fact that you know, most sequels don't live up to the hype because you there's just so much magic in the first one. I wouldn't go so far as to call it a, call it a soulless cash grab, but yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't <laughs> but I'm going to leave that adjective or that description out there for you. You know what? Since we brought it up, if you can think of a sequel that is actually as good or better Terminator. than the original, let us know. 601-879-4395. Terminator, I will give you that. Terminator 2 is more entertaining than the original Terminator. Which is really hard to do. And then it kind of takes a turn somewhere along the Yeah, Terminator. T3 was strange. And then it just got even weirder after that. Yeah. But that okay, so that's a good example. Okay, so and, and and from reading some of the reviews, the collective is maybe coming to the number two America isn't as great as the coming to America. If you haven't seen either one, I mean, it had its funny moments. I will give it. That's why I'm not dogging on it too much. It had its moments where I was laughing, just full blown guffaw gut laugh, but not nearly as much as the first one. Well, <laughs> the first maybe a classic. that's because this is where the Mississippi trivia on your Monday comes in is that Hollywood screenwriter and Mississippi native Dave Sheffield, which was a graduate of USM in 1972, was one of the main writers for the film. And maybe I have my facts wrong. Maybe it was for the second one and not for the first one. But we're going to roll with it, and hopefully I'm landing it for the first one. No, he he wrote on – I don't remember if he did the, the full writing, but I know he worked on that one. And I think he has a pretty big writing credit on uh, other Eddie Murphy movies like The Nutty Professor. Yes. So he has a pretty impressive career. He began as a writer for Saturday Night Live, uh, pinning the classic Eddie Murphy sketches such as James Brown's Celebrity Hot Tub Party, Buckwheat and Gumby. If any of these are back when Saturday Night Live was just funny, long before they ever got into whatever it is that they're trying to do every week, you know, every Saturday. We couldn't play those skits on good things, though. (laughs) Well, yeah, if you were up (laughs) during a certain time of your life and that was something that you enjoyed, again, it was appointment viewing with Saturday Night Live long before 
you could if you had it. Eddie Murphy as Gumby on every Saturday night, it would be appointment viewing. It would be appointment, but you some things they just don't write it like they used to. They just don't make it like they used to anymore. So, anywho, there's your fun trivia for today. If you enjoyed Saturday Night Lives, James Brown's Celebrity Hot Tub Party, or Buck Wheaton Gumby, that's Eddie Murphy, then you will be good to or glad to know that the Coming to America, the original, the one that became a, a sort of cult classic, which mean you depending on your movie style that may not even been your jam when it first um came out in 88 i mean it's it takes them you know you have to appreciate the comedy style of that movie but it was also 88 so i can see if they tried and i have not seen coming to the second the, the sequel, sequel which is now out on prime video if you do have an account for that you can check it out um but i would assume if they tried to just recreate the 88 comedy into 2021, I'm going to go so far as to say there's probably a lot in the beginning that they can't PC say anymore. I mean, the 80s were a lot different in comedy than, oh, yeah. than the 2000s. I mean, here we are, or especially the 2020s. So, yeah. So, I mean, but still, there again, going back to your good bit of information today. The Coming to America sequel is infinitely better than the Dumb and Dumber sequel. Have I even seen that? It's not worth it. Is it out? Oh, yeah. Like, it's been out for years now. It's been out for it's years bad. now. It's bad. It's just bad. bad. <laughs> well, on the text line, you're taking our question. Mission Impossible 2 was as good, if not better, than the oh, original. Yeah. I definitely had a better soundtrack. Uh, the, the question is, if you've seen what's a sequel that may be as good or better than the first, or we can go in the other direction as Rhino mentioned with Dumb and Dumber, which, which sequel maybe was a just complete and utter flop? Not just bad, because if there's a third, it was good enough to still get you to the movie theater, but then to make a third one, but it may not have just really shook you like the first one did. Kind of like the Home Alone series. They're just cashing in on the whole yeah, the first one was, was fun. The second one is arguably as good. And then the third one, when they when they got rid of McKellie Culkin, it's like, what are y'all doing? What is this movie? I will agree with Frozen 2. It is as good as the first. I know that's not a movie that you have sat down and just enjoyed, Rondo. I understand that. But usually your Disney sequels or continuing the story is not – they're just getting your kid. they just want your kids – but your your bucks for your kids interest in the plot or the characters again they did a really good job with the second frozen and going it in a completely different direction and still had some of that good comedy and introduced new characters to it i'll give them that i would argue that the aladdin sequel the return of jafar is not a bad sequel i don't know if i've seen that i don't know i was trying to think with the deep disney cut the Toy Stories are all pretty well. Oh, done. yeah. They get better. They and get better. better. But that's Pixar, though, too, because if you really enjoyed a first Pixar movie, that would, that whole technology was kind of new and innovative. So it has no way to go but kind of up as they tweak it and make it better and improve upon it. And then you look at movies that also relied heavily on visual technology, like Jurassic Park, where the first one will probably probably be a classic for as long as movies are, are considered classics. But those sequels they made after the first one, mm, not so much. Mm, Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2 is good. It's good. But, you know, nobody, when Christmas comes around, 
Nobody talks about Die Hard 2. Because it's at an airport. Well, and it's obviously not a Christmas movie. It's still around the Christmas oh, is time, it? but okay. it's at the airport. Huh. So it's not nearly as... It's not as suspenseful, I would say. It's got bigger, crazier action scenes. I don't know if I've seen it, but just when I think about what sequel absolutely bombed compared to like the first one, what's the mood when you mentioned train, it, or you said airplane, but train came to my mind? <laughs> uh, Sandra Bullock. The sp- is it Speed? Speed, yes. So the first one was the blockbuster hit. There. Oh yeah, with uh, with Keanu Reeves in the first Cutie one as the as the uh, police officer that gets on the bus. To and help then stop the, the bus. second one, from what I can tell, was just an utter. Wah, wah, wah. Well, they replaced Keanu Reeves, but kept Sandra Bullock. And I think was it Willem Dafoe was the bad guy, but it was on a cruise ship instead of a bus, which is just. I get it. You're ramping it up. It's that action movie equation where the sequel has to be bigger, better, more explosions. But you went from a public bus to a cruise ship. Well, there, there should have been something. In the cruise ship should have been the third movie. Well, you should now. They should go back and do that in 2020 with all of the. Cor- like they should have gone to a double decker bus uh-huh. for Speed Two double decker. That's, that yes. would have been better than a cruise ship. That would have been better. I think even she's come out and sort of tipped her hat to the fact that that was a poor life choice for her. But even now, I mean, owning up to it, not every movie can be a blockbuster in that respect. I mean, there has to be things to go through. But I can't imagine what it's like to be – you have one that comes out and it's like this is the most awesome movie. It's a game stopper. Everybody enjoys it. And then the second one and they're just throwing rotten tomatoes at your screen because why would you even why would you even put your name on this thing i can't i can't imagine but someone said back to the future though going back to quality that they were all quality mike and oxford said all the back to the futures were quality movies and they were all kind of in a different genre each time i'm 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 racking my brain to play some of them but i I mean the third one is the western that's the easy one that sticks out the second one you have all these crossovers and character interactions and backwards and forwards and the first one is a deconstruction of a blockbuster film and if you watch it next time you watch black back to the future the first one every single thing you see or hear connects to a later point in the movie that's good that's the way it was built that was foreshadowing. Look, there's your vocabulary word for today. But stick with us. We've got more good things up next. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. 
Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that, customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. It's the open house event of the year at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service on Old Finn and Road in Flowood. For just two days, Friday, March 12th and Saturday, March 13th, the entire staff at RJ's will be profiling every boat and inventory to the public. Special incentives will be offered on select models in stock for just two days. Factory reps will also be on hand to answer any of your questions. RJ's sells top-of-the-line boat brands like Skeeter Performance Fishing Boats, Bennington Luxury Pontoon Boats, G3, War Eagle, and Express Aluminum Fishing Boats. All the brands that RJ's carries are powered by Yamaha outboards. From the ultra-portable Yamaha F2.5 to the mighty Yamaha F425 XTO, you won't find a better outboard on the market. Also on site will be reps from Humminbird Depth Finders and Mencota Trolling Motors. Don't forget to drop in before or during the event to register for a chance to win a G3 boat with a Yamaha outboard package. Drawing held on Saturday, RJ's Outboards Annual Open House, Friday, March 12th and Saturday, March 13th, 1208 Old Fannin Road at the Reds. Pool tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks, too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The low number of COVID cases in Mississippi no longer justifies government intervention. That from Governor Tate Reeves, who spoke to host Jake Tapper on CNN over the weekend. It matters how effective you are in your state in terms of getting shots in arms, and we're doing it as well as anyone in the nation. The virus is spreading in Mississippi at a level that's 40% below the national average, and inoculations are about 40% above the national Average. The CDC is releasing new guidelines for those that have been fully vaccinated. Two weeks after receiving your second dose or the only dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the CDC has okayed gatherings indoors with others who are fully vaccinated without wearing a mask. The agency does recommend wearing masks and practicing social distancing while in public and when around those who aren't vaccinated. Concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Betts Band. With G Love and Special Sauce. Cooling out with the former lady, got the special sauce. she's my baby. Taz Niederauer, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music presented by. 
by Wicked Weed Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nukes Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Did you hear about this? Super Talk Mississippi is your home for the JT Show. Do what now? Super Talk is where you hear JT, a man of many convictions. Fortunately, most of them are misdemeanors. That's not prison lingo, is it? Make sure you listen to the JT Show every day from 10 to 1 for a unique take on what's happening in your state. That's why you listen to this program, my friend. And your chance to join the conversation. I don't know. What do you think? The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Loving the music today, Rhino. You're sort of easing us into our week. A mellow Monday. Every now and then we kind of need that. And maybe you need a little getaway. Spring break is literally around the corner. For many of us, it's next week. Or next weekend starts. For some, it's this week. And for some, it may be this week. I think for many, it's either this week or next week. So there's still plenty of time to maybe get that little vacation or staycation or getaway. There's plenty of cool things to do. So just go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And if you have a smartphone or a tablet, make sure you've taken the time to download the new Super Talk Mississippi app. It is ready for your Apple and your Android devices. Just go to your app store, search Super Talk, and download it and give it a go. And we have gotten the go on a good conversation today, which wasn't planned, but hey, some of those are the best. It all stemmed from the little bit of trivia information that I thought you might enjoy knowing that Coming to America, the sequel from to the 18, 19, 18, 1988 hit Coming to America. The only difference is the two. One's a word. The original is T.O., the whatever is a two. It's now out on Prime Video, but the Hollywood screenwriter and Mississippi native and USM graduate David Sheffield was one of the main writers for the original film that became such a cult cult classic with Eddie Murphy. So that opened us up here on Good Things to talk about other sequels that either lived up or exceeded the first movie or was a complete Disappointment. No, we don't need any mediocrity in our conversation today here on Good Things. We either want to pick out the really good ones or maybe the not so great ones. And the jury's out on Coming to America, the sequel. We don't think that Mr. David had anything to do with the second one, but uh, maybe it just didn't hit in the same funny bone as the first one or the original one did. Would that be a fair one to say, Rhino? Yeah, that's fair to say. That's fair to say. Maybe you would get up and leave in the first 15 minutes. That would make it an awful sequel. Someone texted in and said they did that with Caddyshack 2, said it's the all-time worst sequel ever made. I don't know if I've ever gotten up and left a movie. I would sit at least and enjoy my popcorn. I feel very committed to the purchase of the movie ticket. Yeah, but if I buy a movie ticket, I'm going to sit through it, even if it's just to 
sleep in the reclining chair in the theater, but that that's about the the worst thing you can do is sleeping during a movie, I think, is as far as not enjoying it or, or showing your quote unquote disrespect to the movie. <laughs> Well, but hey, they still got your money, right? Oh, yeah. I guess if you have errands to run or things to do, getting up and getting on with your day is better than. But you sit. It's but I feel like though when you start to watch a movie or a sequel that's just bad, usually you're rooting for the underdog, which now it's become, and you're like, it's gonna turn around. Yeah, you're it's just expecting it. All right, if I sit through this a little longer, maybe it'll get better. Maybe well, it's, it's oh, picking up steam. Well, maybe they won't be dumb. N- nope, they were. <laughs> and different things like that. Price uh, Wallace in Mendenhall said Smokey and the Bandit 2 and 3 were not his favorite. Yeah, those sequels were um, nowhere near as good as the first one. Some just has that magic dust on it, and you just can't replicate it. And I would think that to be a writer or a filmmaker, to sit and have that discussion on whether to jeopardize the brand or to expand it to go again would be would be a hard one or uh, you wonder if the ones that go on and have you know successful sequels like all the john wicks all the rambos as keith and baden said if they didn't have multiple scenarios in the playwright to begin with it's almost like they knew that it could be a trilogy to start with or that they had ways that this this movie if it's a, if the first one's a hit or they had they had all of them in there and they had to cut some of it out so then they decided to well we can take all those scraps and we can you know make another movie versus oh wow that was a hit let's let's try to do it again and well, that's that's the original history of star wars back in the day is george lucas came up with this idea of star wars and wanted to make it into a movie and nobody wanted to touch it because it was so big and and there was so much going on and it was going to wind up being 10 11 hours long nobody nobody's going to make this movie so he had to cut it down and what he cut down became what we all know as episode four as star wars a new hope and then because he had it ready to go it was easier to get the ball rolling and make those sequels and make it all cohesive Compared to some of the sequels we're making fun of and poking fun at today, like Back to the Future, we were talking about the, I believe it was, yeah, Anthony and Louisville wanted me to, to kind of break down what I meant about it, it being a, a deconstruction of a blockbuster. When they were writing the script, from what I understand, they would come up with an idea that they thought belonged in a big blockbuster movie at the time. And they would take that idea and put it on the board, and then they would figure out, all right, how do we get to there in our movie how do we in our story get to this and if they couldn't make it work they would take it out but they managed to fit in a bunch of different things that you think of at the time belong in a blockbuster movie like skateboards and terrorists and and the technology and things like that right but they had five years to work on that script and perfect it and and fine-tune it and make sure it was just right the sequel, some people think it suffered from that because Hollywood wants their money. They're not going to give you another five years to, to make mm-hmm. that sequel. They're going to give you, well, you got a year, give us another one. So on a time crunch, that's why you have so many of these sequels that were disappointing. They they didn't have as much time to pour their heart and soul into it. And then it shows. 
at the box office and you wonder, and it's a gamble. I would say any any type of entertainment is a gamble. And then I'm sure a lot of producers or filmmakers get these with you, air quotes, cult classics. And you're like, where did that come from? I just wanted it to maybe break even or stir a little, uh, you know, excitement. And then you get these huge blockbusters out of nowhere, which if you listen to Tate Taylor on Good Things, he mentioned that I think he's wrestling with potentially a sequel idea for the Ma, uh, the Ma story or the Ma character which was a became a cult classic around a Halloween or a horror film. And, you know, it, that's exciting. But when you have like one, I feel like when you have like a character versus a story, you can create multiples around that. John Wick, for example, Rambo, for example, Rocky, for example. Um, oh, what's the funny lady who um, the grandma who has all Medea? I mean, it, she can get on your nerves after a while. But but when you have the the one character you can create stories to put those characters in i feel like those those end up being your better sequels than trying to redo a for a story. previous generation that's earnest who's earnest well you had earnest scared stupid earnest goes to jail <gasps> earnest goes to camp yes well indiana jones is another one i mean really you had the character and you had the same plot and a girl. Well, then, and um, so Mission Impossible. Who's the other? Who's the other cutie patootie that that wears tuxedos and carries a gun and saves things? Uh, uh, n- Tom Cruise, yes, Henry but, Cavill. He also plays Superman. Maybe. Oh, it's the it's got the theme song and everything. There's like a bajillion of them. Everybody wants to know who's going to play him. I can't believe I'm blanking on it. There's always a pretty girl who's his sidekick, and it's overseas, and it's kind of like Mission Impossible. What about James Bond? Yes! <laughs> I knew I could come up with every scenario, but that one. But yeah, so James Bond, I mean, you put, you. there's a formula there that makes it, <laughs> that makes you want to come back and continue with that specific character. Right. And they even rotated out that character over... Over the years, who's the latest one? Uh, Daniel Craig has played Bond since Casino Royale, and before him, it was Pierce Brosnan. Yes, and then before that, it was Timothy Dalton. Darius said, "I said it before Rhino. How many of you were yelling James Bond at your radio? I'm sorry. I can see the different parts in my head, and I'm usually missing the most important pieces, which is like what." would convey the actual thing i'm trying to well every single one you gave to me it it triggered a different memory and i was like no she's not talking about get smart she's not talking about the kingsman (laughs) and eventually i was like oh she's talking about the one that they all parody james bond yes yes why and i the next thing i was gonna say is shake and not stirred like i i could almost come down to the the wardrobe and the 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 drinks they had i just couldn't think of the poor man's name in that someone mentioned though John and Ridgeland said Ocean's 12 in his respect wasn't that great but 13 was not so bad so you may have a sequel where you enjoyed it better than the first which I would be I would ask you why'd you even watch the second one if you didn't enjoy the first one or at one time before everything was streaming and there was so much buying for your attention you kind of just went to the movies and saw what was ever out just because it was literally the only thing to do. Well, in the days before Netflix started mailing stuff to your house, you remember you went to the store, and it's not like you were scrolling through and it gave you a preview. You got to check it out, and, <laughs> hey, this looks like a good one based on the cover. 
we'll take it home and watch it. And if you didn't like it, well, it's still yours for the next couple of days. So you might as well watch it again. There was nothing else to sort of stream or go back on. <laughs> oh, the days of being limited to your entertainment. But you're not limited here on Good Things. We've got more for you coming up next. But you don't have to know that you I was a drug addict for 16 years, but I've been sober almost seven years now. Christian business owner and family man. At Adult and Teen Challenge, we're helping rescue men out of addiction right here in Mississippi and teaching them how to be productive members of society. Help us by donating a vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Any condition, running or not, we pick it up, we do all the paperwork, and you get a tax deduction. Contact us, 601-572-7296, or go to mercyhouseteenchallenge.org. Thank you for helping us get our daddy. Quality preschool, toddler, and infant care. Little Acorns Child Development Center. Now accepting applications for toddlers and infants. 601-965-5002. Little Acorns Child Development Center. 100 West Capitol Street in downtown Jackson at the Dr. A.H. McCoy Federal Building. We're accepting applications for both federal and non-federal children. You will go crazy for Little Acorns, where me, Sammy the Squirrel, will provide tons of fun, fun, fun. Here at Little Acorns, we provide developmentally appropriate curriculums, low staff-to-child ratios, degreed early childhood teachers in all rooms, delicious, healthy breakfast, lunch, and snacks. All teachers certified in infant and child CPR and pediatric first aid. Designated drop-off with health safety temperature screenings at our safe, secure, modern, and spacious facility. Call now for a spot for your Little Acorn today. 601-965-5002. Tell them Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. This is the closing agri market report. At the close, the New York Cotton Exchange May cotton was up fifty six to eighty eight thirty two. July cotton was up sixty two to eighty nine twenty nine. Close at the Chicago Board of Trade. May soybeans were up three and three quarters to fourteen thirty three and three quarters per bushel. July soybeans were up four and a half to fourteen eighteen and a quarter per bushel. May corn was up one and a half to five forty seven per bushel. July corn was up two cents to five thirty six per bushel. At the market till April live cattle was up thirty two to one nineteen thirty five. June live cattle was up one fifteen to one nineteen fifteen. April feeders up sixty five to one thirty nine sixty seven. May feeders down seven cents to one forty five oh seven. And at this hour the Dow Jones is up five hundred fifty one points thirty two thousand forty seven. I'm Dixon Williams and this is the Super Talk Mississippi. Agri News Network. Winter break is coming to an end for cattle parasites. So start your parasite fight now. With Safeguard Feed Formulations, keeping up that fight is easier than ever. 
Available in blocks, cubes, pellets, or free choice mineral. Safeguard feed formulations are the convenient, labor-saving way to deworm cattle on grass. Simply add it to your current feed and mineral program. No processing, no shoot, no added stress. Remember to consult your veterinarian for assistance in the diagnosis, treatment, and control of parasitism. Everyone these days is trying to connect by sharing what makes them special. At Adama, we know what makes us special. A secret recipe for successful crop protection. Ten scoops listening, two scoops crop protection. Why so darn much listening? Because we believe good crop protection starts with good listening. We pay attention to what's keeping you from the harvest you deserve. Once we know your pain points, we come back with ideas created just for your brand of pest. Adama. A-D-A-M-A dot com. Let's you talk and us listen. JT here. Jackson, I'd love to have you join me tomorrow from 10 to 1 for the JT Show. We'll hang out and talk about the hot issues of the day right here on Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. All right, this is, uh, this is an oldie, but, uh, well, it's an oldie where I come from. All right, guys, uh, listen, this is the Blues Riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? Don't delay, I'm planning a little Mississippi getaway. Go to visitmississippi.org to learn more. And if you want more of your favorite shows here on Super Talk, you can do that. They're now all in podcast form. The Gallo Show, the JT Show, Good Things Sports Talk, along with your favorite sports-specific shows, are all now as podcasts. So wherever you get your podcast, just make sure that you search for Super Talk and then hit subscribe. And then if you are listening via podcast, we appreciate your time and you tuning in. Make sure you give us that five-star review after the show is over. A big happy birthday, though, to the Grammy Museum, Mississippi. They opened five years ago today. I thought that was pretty cool. What an accomplishment. And a few numbers that stuck out to me was the fact that they've had over 130,000 visitors, considering one year of that was lockdown mode in terms of a pandemic. And they have They've been from all 50 states, and then 48 foreign countries have come to Mississippi to visit the Grammy Museum of Mississippi, or maybe they stopped by the Grammy Museum, even though they were here in Mississippi. Still pretty cool. And they've had over 27,000 students and educators to visit the museum for tours and workshops. So we know that that number will just keep growing, which I wish I knew my my trivia off the top of my head for composers and, saw, you know, when it comes to soundtracks and movies, since our Mississippi and USM grad, uh, David Sheffield, has sort of speared this incredible conversation here on Good Things about sequels and movies. He was one of the main writers on Coming to America, the original, in 1988. And most of you have seen the sequel, Coming to America, on Prime Video. Eh, maybe not your favorite. But hey, you know, there's a little bit of trivia for you. But we know soundtracks could be a whole other conversation, too. But let's stick to what's got you going on the ceasefire text line, which is offering up your favorite sequel that rises to the top, the cream, or the one that just completely bums out for you. I have to say Bubba from Meridian and many others talk about The Godfather 2 was as good as Godfather, do they call it one, or just The Godfather? Yeah, The the Godfather was and still is considered one of the best movies ever made. And 
that sets a pretty high bar for the sequel to get up to, and it does because it tells a similar story, but in a different way. The first one, you're you're getting all of the background and the the history of the family and and what it means and what it does and what they can do and can't do and the inner workings and all that which is really in-depth, and it makes for a really cool movie and a really good story. And in the sequel, you go even farther in-depth and learn the history of the head of the family, the Don, through flashbacks while seeing what the fallout of his, spoiler alert, of his death is causing in the family in the present, in the sequel. And they do it. It's brilliant. That's almost how I feel about Iron Man. <laughs> Because remember, if you're if you listen to good things enough, I went backwards with all the Marvel movies. So when I finally made it to the original Iron Man, I was like, wah, wah, wah. This is like, this is no fun. It's the whole movie is setting up the fact that he's going to be Iron Man. I'm like, let's get to the Iron Man part. Yeah, you started off with one of those $35, 7,000 calorie milkshakes with everything on it, including chocolate uh-huh. cake. And you went back to a vanilla ice cream cone. Exactly. And I was very unimpressed i was like i need iron man he's not iron man until the last five minutes of the movie and then i'm like okay now let's go watch all the other ones where he's actually iron man because i mean yeah but then again that's me watching them sort of backwards so i would say that those sequels to me were better than the original just because i watched them in a really awkward random way yeah, you watched the infamous On Your Left before you ever saw the first On Your Left. Which I've kind of screwed up, too, with my daughter. She watched the very last Hobbit with me last night, the third. And she's never seen the first two or any of the Lord of the Rings. So now we're going to have to go, I really don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Which really is not that big of a deal. But but those are my movies. I really enjoy them long before you know she was even I would gone. say take that straight into Lord of the Rings. And then come back. Yeah. And then circle sort of back around. And there's more to the story if you want to see it, yeah. Yeah. Well, she was – yeah, she's – she's it was still a long movie even oh, yeah. though it, you can stream things without commercials. Well, now. that's the crazy part about the Hobbit trilogy, which they're, they're fun movies, but – the, the original Lord of the Rings movies, it made sense for them to be really long. Have you seen how thick that book is? Yes. When you put all three of them together, it's – I'm holding it up on the screen so you can see it. It's, it's several inches thick. So it makes sense. you got to break that into several movies. The Hobbit is – it's like 100 pages. You can finish it in an afternoon. Why did it need three movies? I think because the whole sequel thing we're talking about here today, it just wanted to draw you back in and keep getting your – Mom, your ticket, your movie tickets. And we want to keep you here on Super Talk 2. We keep drawing you in every day at 2, Monday through Friday, right here on Good Things. But you got Sports Talk coming up next from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find a little time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.